Welcome to the Everyday Marketer Podcast, where we believe the key to great marketing isn't big budgets and confusing strategies. On this podcast, we give you practical solutions you can implement to grow your brand every single day. Hey friends, listeners, compadres, amigos, whatever you would call yourselves, we're so glad that you guys are here and we are pumped to open up another marketing message. Jonathan, how you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. Again, I'm, I'm excited. I love these conversations. I'm glad that it's 2021 and I'm just overall, I am excited for where we're headed. This week is a big one for us. Uh, we are currently hosting Podcasters Bootcamp. Um, some of you are with us this week. People have been dreaming about podcasts, doing them, want to take your podcast to the next level. Uh, man, there's few things that I love more, Jonathan, than engaged, hungry learners and the opportunity simultaneously to share our successes uh, and, of course, our failures, i.e. learning opportunities, things we would do differently next time. So those are the kind of things that we're um, sharing. And, and obviously, just to think about collective impact. Um, of thousands, tens of thousands, maybe eventually hundreds of thousands of downloads from uh, these folks, which equals change lives. That's just good stuff right there. And that's what we love. So if you know us here at High Touch Marketing, you know that we're simple, we're practical, and we are fans of consistency and sustainability. We don't want you to bust your bank account. We don't want you to bust your schedule open to do something and to continue to do something as you burn out in the meantime. So this is a two-part series on content. If you didn't listen to the last episode, go back and do it now. We're talking about strategy, how you actually have a strategy for producing content, what are some things to think about, opportunities and takeaways, as always. And this episode, we're going to talk about a content schedule. Some of you have never heard of that. The when of your content matters a lot. Jonathan and I are going to give away some tips and tricks and secrets. But before that, I am in trepidation. I'm so fearful because you always throw a marketing message uh, at me and um, you're just going to put me on the spot here. So, uh, I hear today's marketing message is pretty funny and I should be prepared. So throw it at me. I can't look at it without laughing. So as always, marketing message, we want to analyze them for good, bad, or indifferent for effectiveness, clarity, and creativity. So Alan, give me your thoughts here. All right. So the first thing that I need to do is tell you what I'm looking at. All right. So it is a long bus and I'm going, oh, what's that carrying? And it just takes me about two seconds to realize what it's carrying. It says stool bus. Yes, that's right. S-T-O-O-L bus. And it looks like a school bus. So uh, it's got a number on the side of it. Honestly, I think it's pretty self-explanatory that this is a poop bus. So I can learn a lot of things uh, based on this. I love that it looks like a school bus. I love that it's simple and just says stool bus. I'm cracking up. I just think if we can creatively share our messaging in a way that makes people laugh, like here's what I know. These people take their job as, I don't know if you call them poop smiths. I don't know if we can do that, Jonathan, but if we, they take their job, let's say in sanitation, very seriously, obviously it's a big deal. Uh, what they're doing, they have a business. I'm sure they're making a lot of money doing that, but they also are making light of it. So I really like that. I think it's an easy thing to be able to joke about. The fact that somebody is memeing this out on the internet 
um, from all across the world probably is it just cracks me up and it literally says I have no words I'm laughing too hard this is what somebody has sent around the internet so anything that's viral I mean it kind of speaks for itself a couple things though that I say because this is spread internationally I don't know where this is um, I don't know if this is commercial or if this is for individuals, if this is something that goes to like an RV park and is you know actually going to like suck the stools, uh, if we're calling it that, um, out of your RV. So it actually, I would love one sentence after it to be able to more clearly explain it. If this is in Minnesota, tell me, you know, if this is in Florida, please tell me, but I would love where this is from. Uh, it could be a little bit more advertising, maybe even a website. Uh, along with that, because it's getting such reach. Jonathan, I would guess this is probably at this point gone out to millions of people if you saw it online. Um, and you sent it to me because you were cracking up uh, in that. And so I'm glad that we are analyzing this, or can I say analyzing this uh, today a little bit. So I like it. I'd give it probably an 8.5 out of 10. What takes it up to a 10 for me would literally be if he tells me where it is, a website. If this were a national organization, then they would be blowing up. Uh, because they can have all kinds of impact through their laugh. So um, that's my take. Jonathan, what's your take as you see the stool bus? I say it, it's great. It's clear. So it, it, it's different. It's very cute in the cute factor, but they were very as clear first. There's, stools can be. there's not much you can do as a septic tank company. You know, right. Their job is yep. they're the poop bus. And they thought about it. Wait a minute. We're calling ourselves the stool bus. It's painted up like a school bus. And it's very clear. My only thing with you would be that because of all the marketing they're getting, I mean, I don't live anywhere near what state this is in. And I shared it with you. I know that if I live there and I had to have that done at my house, I would call that company. And so the yeah. amount of free marketing they're getting with the website or at least the social icons there where to go follow their company. Oh my goodness gracious. The amount of leads yeah. they would get purely off totally. of this would take them to the roof. So, so tons of I'm with an eight, eight and a half out of 10. Yes. I mean, for, for the attention factor, the creativity factor, laugh factor, yes. Tons of attention, but it actually doesn't lead to the top of a marketing funnel because I don't know where they're from. Uh, I don't know how to contact them more. I wouldn't know if they were in my area, except if they pulled up in my neighborhood, which I would, I would take a selfie with the stool bus any, any day. Oh. So yes, oh, on the yeah. funny factor, I think Jonathan, this is an interesting thing too. I think a lot of people these days may put a great quote out there, may put something out in kind of a meme world that can be shared so easily that I think we do need to be able to track people back to our website and what we're saying and this kind of thing. So that's, um, that's my take on it, but man, when you sent this to me, it made me laugh so much. I'm glad we're analyzing it here. Um, but I think there is more beyond it. A couple of things to think about. What if this got a lot of attention? Then where do you go? Uh, from yeah, there? what's the next step? Uh, that, there, there's a couple of gaps with next step, but whoever did that, they they hit the nail on the head. So well I I, well I love it. So well done, whoever you are, owners of the stool bus company. <laughs> the, the stool bus company. Um, so content. Uh, Content. Enough about in, stools. Let's talk about content. Yeah. We're talking about content schedule today. Again, we talked about strategy. This won't make much sense without last episode. Pause this, go back to the last episode. So Jonathan, um, give us the why. The why behind having a content schedule. First of all, your sanity um, and your ability to consistently show up. Last episode, we talked about consistency and consistency is key in all of this. It, it lends to credibility, which helps build trust, which helps you grow your business. Um, you know, 
everything is built upon your consistency. So having a content schedule, because you're a small business owner, nonprofit leader, ministry space, you don't have a team of people around you that are doing this for you, knowing what you're going to say, when you're going to say it, and when you're going to deliver it, and where you're going to deliver it is going to be the fuel to your proverbial marketing motor. Okay, so Jonathan and I are sharing our own story here. We didn't used to have a content schedule. I remember we literally were at my dining room table. We had been together for one of these immersions. We do a couple of these a year. Jonathan and I live across the country and we had this immersion and it was the end of our trip when we realized it's really time for us to have a content schedule. Nobody told us that we should have one, but we started to realize in September, we need to talk about different things than May, then January, then July. And so we began to map out this content schedule. It's on a piece of paper first. You remember that? Where it's literally sitting at my table and it didn't make its way into a neat spreadsheet at first, but we went, oh my goodness, this can change the game. We'd been doing work long enough to realize there are similar patterns in the time of year when it comes out. And the sanity piece for us went up immediately and primarily for you, but I also create a lot of content that I need to not think about creating certain types of content certain times of the year and need to be incredibly focused. So as we record this in January, you can imagine a lot of people on the productivity piece get back and excited about it, especially after 2020, i.e. the dumpster fire. And people are back on track. They want to get committed to things. So we need to produce a particular type of content about growth, about fresh beginnings, goals, new starts in January. That's just not going to play in May. It's more like, how can I get to the summer? How should I think about relaxation, taking time off, um, those kind of things, leisure um, so the, the schedule was huge for us on the sanity side of it. And Jonathan, just kind of speak to the sanity side of it. Did you notice a difference of, you know, sort of pre-content schedule, Jonathan, and post-content schedule? How did it change your day in, day out, month in, month out? Well, first and foremost, without one, every day you're left to figure out where you're going to put something. And at least, you know, once we shifted to a, having a, a content calendar, allows you to, to have an understanding of where you're going so that what you're saying now lends itself to what's coming two and three and four months down the road. And then when you throw in projects or campaigns or events that, you're, that your business may have, then you know how you can tailor what you're saying towards that without having to shift and change everything. So we have the whole year mapped out and it's not strict and that we don't deviate from it, but we have all of the big ideas. So we have, we know what the big ideas are through the year. So quarterly, there's a topic, there's a focus. And then that allows us to take that block of months and then drop it down into individual months and say, okay, what's going to be the talking point for this month? And then that lets me know for these four weeks, this is what we should be saying. And then all of it relates to pain points and all of it specifically relates to what our audience goes through throughout the year. And that is going to be the same no matter what niche you're in. So having a content calendar is going to allow you to zoom out and go forward way more efficiently. Another way to schedule this is not just off of pain points, but off of an upcoming mm-hmm. event or opportunity that you have. So ideally you've scheduled something uh, in the right part of the year, but let's say you're three months out from a huge event. You should have a schedule that leads up to your marketing. If you're doing content marketing, so sharing your message through the kind of things that you create or curate, then you're going to need to share why that thing matters. Uh, some opportunities you're going to share in that and then start building some anticipation for the event. And eventually you're going to have to sell toward that event. Here's why you need to give your time, your money, your attention for this. 
So, you know, content schedule again toward pain points and the time of the year that you've observed. You don't really know if you just got into this thing, you know, cold turkey. You can ask other people as well what kind of things. You can begin to take some notes. Also, make sure that you build up a ramp up to an event. That's a common mistake that I see. Jonathan, you see it all the time too, is somebody is launching something. It looks like an incredible event, but I didn't find out about it till last minute or never. I found out about it later. It looked awesome. And so nobody shows up because they didn't have a ramp up, which I think a lot of time is poor planning. Um, and a lot of times may just be not putting in the effort for that kind of time. Guys, sometimes it takes months to sell something. You may need five, six, seven, ten 10 touches where they, they go, man, I'm hearing tons about this event. I'm hearing tons about this course. I'm hearing tons about this thing. Maybe just maybe I should show up to it. And you're going to have to do some ramp up to that. So I think it's two different ways to, to schedule it there. Um, Jonathan, tell me more. Um, organizations who have a content schedule, uh, what can it provide or produce other than um, that sanity? Uh, Consistent rhythms and also lets you know how you can, you can have the in-between conversation. So kind of if the lines on the paper are your, your main content that's in your calendar, you can have the in-between the lines, the intermingling conversations. And so, so that you're not overcrowding your audience because when you're delivering content, you're loitering on their real estate. They're inviting you in, but you're, you're not going to want to overload them. So when you know when things are coming and we'll, we'll get practical, even at a month at a time, if your calendar just looks like the month ahead, you already know what the major things are going to be able to talk about. So then you can infuse little things in between. It gives you, you can show more sides to what you're doing without just bombarding people. You also learn when your people are online and you become more efficient when, when things are engaged with. You'll have more consistent engagement. You'll be able to figure out when are the right times to post, when are the wrong times to post, and how can I repurpose things? Yeah, and we've, we've launched things at the wrong time of the year. Um, we've launched things with wrong messaging and go, man, that didn't quite work. We've had things that worked one year or one month, and then the next month or the next year did not work. So I think that's part of the agility that you need here. But guys, we want to say, yes, we need agility. We need to pivot. We need to be flexible. But you need a whole lot more scheduling and sustainability than you think. Because like you said, I mean, who wants to lead an organization or a team or just create content as a solopreneur where you're always anxious? What should I produce now? What should I produce now? And just kind of fling it on the wall and see what sticks begin to ask those questions. What fears am I feeling? I just know for me in January that I have a lot of excitement, but I have a lot of anxiety deep down. I didn't used to admit that, but deep down, can I get back on the horse after the break? Can I reach this? I have a steep climb in January to be able to make sure that we meet leaders at their pain points. I can plan some in December, but I feel some bit of anxiousness getting back to work um, and the ambiguity of it and what will it take and to say, huh, it took me a few years to realize, Jonathan, other people are feeling the same thing. People are starting to say that. And I have industry research, i.e. tons of people I'm coaching and having coffee and campfire you know, conversations with that say, yeah, I feel the same thing and they've confided in me. So now I'm going to believe that where I wrestle, where I struggle, where a few other friends do, there are more people that just aren't sharing it. And I think... Uh, you know, over the years, we've gotten better at that. We're never perfect, but we continue to improve in that. Anything specific you would recommend to somebody who's building a, a schedule for their content? I would say you need to go back and listen to the first episode 
And you, you do not want to live into a space where you're creating and scheduling at the same time. You want to move away from that. So the best thing I, I can tell you to do is, is to whiteboard, mind map, get it out on paper, the things that you want to talk about, and then commit to, it's January, commit to saying, all right, I want to give an hour this week. I can find an hour of time and I can map out and I can plan, you know, these five posts for the week. If you're, if you're inconsistently delivering content now anyway, and you want to come up with a great calendar, map out one post a week spend 30 minutes a week, two hours a month and start there, break it down and then grow from there. You don't have to have anything complex. The most important thing to do is just to start and move to a more proactive posture as soon as you can. So there's all kinds of stuff that I could talk about here. One of them is repurposing content. Make sure that you don't feel like you need to create everything afresh. Maybe last year you had a great post on this that went well and then you can repost that. Maybe this tool really hit well in September. That's, that's a fresh start. Well, then maybe you can offer it again in January. Maybe you offer these courses quarterly and they fill up and then you can offer them every other month and you can, you know, do them six times a year instead of four. Like, so there's a lot of repurposing that you can do. Um, Make sure that you're, you're observant, just observe things in other people, take notes and make sure that you're an active learner, asking questions in the field. You can ask a lot of other industry professionals. Don't just copy what other people are doing, but ask why, why did you choose to do that? in January? Why'd you choose to wait till May to open that cart? What What's behind that? And that's really helpful uh, in that maybe the last thing I'd say um, is that organization is really underrated. Um, Jonathan, whenever you and I have been kind of gone too fast and been a little bit sloppy, we tend to have to go back later and say, well, when did we put that down? And we are making sure we dial in our systems. We use Google Drive a lot. And we're going to be increasingly using it more instead of email conversations, um, and so maybe your team's on Slack, maybe that's great for you, but you probably need to be a little bit more organized than you think. And that work that you put in up front, it really is going to yield, um, I think, fruit for you internally in terms of less anxiety and externally in terms of more impact. So um, couldn't encourage you more to start with a content schedule now. Jonathan, what's the opportunity? I think we've already listed the opportunity. Yeah, um, I, get, I guess the, so. The, so if you had immense. to distill it, what would you say? <laughs> The opportunity is is efficiency. Um, you become more, you know, not only just effective but more efficient, and you'll have a clearer understanding of where you're going. In 2020, you said it was a dumpster fire. We want more clarity in 2021. If you have a calendar and a schedule of the things that you're going to talk about this year, it will allow you to focus on other areas of your business or organization, not just frantically wanting to know, running around trying to figure out what am I going to do to market my business. Yeah. And so content is a part of your business, but it is not all of your business. And I just want to make sure that you hear that from us. Do not spend 95% of your week on your content. The reality, guys, is that writers tell me all the time, they thought, man, I became a professional writer. I thought that meant I could spend 95% of my work week actually writing. I'm sorry, but if you have a message going out to the world, you are a marketer. Everyone is a marketer. You have something. I just uh, attended a masterclass, uh, and I love masterclass, by the way, uh, with Daniel Pink, and he's talking about persuasion, that everyone has a message to market. And the people that do not agree with that are people that are ignoring the impact that they could be having. And so if you have something valuable to share that can change other people's lives, you're in the business of persuasion. You don't have to be a slimy, skeezy salesperson, but you are in the business of sharing that idea with somebody else. So I just think it's so important to see 
And Jonathan, what you say is so right on is that once you have your content taken care of, it can live in that zone. We record podcasts, but we are not professional podcasters. This is not what we do with 100% of our week. It's a piece of a greater piece. We believe this helps you, but we believe this also leads you to a predictable marketing funnel where we can help you deeper if you do some other things like we're helping podcasters this week take their message to the next level and understand these things. So uh, it's part of your week. It is not your whole week and make sure that it lives in the proper zone and doesn't drive you crazy. You got to do other stuff in order to have a rhythmic life. Yeah. Last thing for me is, is your content for all intents and purposes is your voice and having good content, which we talked about in the last episode and having a calendar or a delivery method in this episode is your ability to effectively communicate. When you're, when you're preparing for a talk or you're preparing for a meeting or you're writing a message or you're filling out reports, you have a, a, a method that you follow and there's things that you're going to do. So it's communicated clearly. The data lines up, the message is delivered flawlessly. Um, the meeting goes smoothly. The same is true for your content being delivered to the, the to the digital space. When you spend time investing in, in, your schedule, you'll communicate more clearly and your people will understand and they'll be more willing to take next steps. All right. We got quick takeaways because honestly, we've kind of already shared opportunity and takeaway. Takeaway is plan. Plan up front and you will have less stress and more impact on the backside. What would you say, man? I would reiterate that having a plan. I mean, not having a plan is going to set you up for I wouldn't say failure. I would say it'll set you up for not knowing what steps to take next. Probably some mediocrity, Mm -hmm. lack of impact. You'll reach a few Mm -hmm. people in kind of the spray method or throw it against the wall. Um, But I would say disappointment. So if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. The old adage, this has been incredibly true with Jonathan and I. This has been incredibly true with High Touch Marketing, true with our sister company, Stay Forth Designs, true with anything that I've done for any period of time. There's no other way to cage it in that planning and preparation truly matters. Guys, your content matters. Your message matters. We want to help you get it out to more eyes, ears, and hearts, but we cannot plan your schedule for you. We cannot give you a strategy or convince you why. Now we're trying in these two episodes, we're going to give you all the things we know how, but I would just say, if anything here has resonated, do one or two or three or five people come to mind? Can you just drop down? text that to them, share that link however you can um, for them to be able to listen to this. Cause I feel like we're giving away our best gold here. And again, I wish somebody would have gotten up in my grill, Jonathan, and said, you guys need to create a schedule. If you are going to plan content long-term, I believe there's less stress and a whole lot more impact now than, than when we started. And I'm just really glad that we get to do this together. That's awesome. Um, that there's a team that you are a content producer, that you are a marketing director and you function in that as well as coaching people in their marketing, uh, in that. And some people may not be that lucky, but the reality is that, All this has just been a whole lot of planning, preparation, hard work, questions, observations. And guys, we believe everyone can do all those things. This is not magic, but we do hope to demystify marketing. So thanks for joining us again on another episode of the podcast. We will catch you next week, guys. We want you to apply what you've learned here, not just have it go in one ear and out the next. Thanks for joining us for another episode. We'll catch you next time.